Well, good evening, everybody. Um, my name is Chris Lakes. I'm director in the Office of Student Success and Transition. Uh, it's 6.01. I think we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, I am, we'll, be, we'll be admitting some people as we go um, into this. And if you have to leave and come back in, that's just fine. But great to have you guys with us. Uh, I'm joined by Ellie Hogg. Uh, she's our uh, coordinator of programming communications. Uh, Channing Francis is an academic advisor with Bria College and works out of career services as well. But we'll be joined shortly by Rosanna Wilhite. She is one of our, um, uh, she's our coordinator of student success. Uh, and that makes up uh, the, the kind of bulk of our team. I will say we're, uh, we, we've, I probably shouldn't say this. I probably should have written this out, Ellie, instead of uh, just uh, stammering on about this. I'm going to share too much. We've been doing it this year without um, a coordinator of first year programming and family engagement, which is the traditional position that we have coordinate all of the orientation work. And so I just, I would say thank you, especially to Ellie and Channing and Rosanna uh, for taking on a lot of extra work this summer uh, to, to really make this thing happen. So thankful for them and thankful for you guys. Um, we recognize that this last year has been um, one like no other. Uh, we understand that students who are coming to us are doing so from uh, senior years or uh, college somewhere else in ways that have been a real struggle uh, for them. We've had a lot of conversations on our campus about not only what it's gonna look like for us as faculty and staff moving back to an in-person on-campus environment, but what our students are gonna need. Uh, we recognize that our students are gonna need a lot of additional support from a uh, academic transition standpoint, from a mental health standpoint, uh, from a health standpoint. So we're working really hard to make sure that we're fully equipped as an institution, as an office, as an institution to serve your students uh, in the best way possible. We know that sending them to college is, it's an enormous um, vote of trust in an institution. We recognize that. Uh, and, and we're really honored that you know, your student has chosen our institution. We're really honored that uh, you are allowing them to come to Berea College. I think this is a great place. Um, I graduated from here quite a long time ago. Channing graduated uh, less long time ago. Uh, and Rosanna Wilhite, who just entered the waiting room, uh, also graduated from here um, a little while back. So. We're people that believe deeply in this institution. Um, and so I'm obviously a bit biased and a bit of a, a homer when it comes to Berea College, but I do think it's a really good place. Um, I think it's, it's a place that's gonna challenge your student quite a lot academically. Um, it's a place that's going to take care of their personal development in a lot of very important ways. Uh, and it's a place that I think when they graduate four years from now, maybe five, but we'll hope for four, that when they graduate four years from now, that you're going to be really proud of them, not just in terms of their academic accomplishments, but the, the kind of people that they've grown into. And we see that with Bree graduates a lot. So um, yeah, just honored to have you guys uh, on the team with us. We really view this experience as a partnership 
Uh, it's a limited partnership in some ways. Uh, fam Family Educational Rights Privacy Act and some of those things mean that we can't, you know, we don't send report cards home. We don't send, um, you know, things like that to you all. If they miss class, we're not going to call you and say, oh, well, uh, you know, your student missed class today or things like that. But we want you, we know as an office and as an institution, we know that your student is infinitely more, the, the chances of them succeeding at Berea are a hundred times greater if you know all the information, if you're on the team with us, you're supporting them throughout this. So we're gonna work as best we can to make sure that you're informed throughout this entire process. Um, we are mainly a student facing entity. So we're gonna, we're gonna focus a lot of our attention on your students. And we know that they're probably not gonna tell you absolutely everything. We will have a newsletter that we're gonna be generating and, and sending out to you guys at your, um, or electronically. Um, we post a lot of website, a lot of information on our website for parents and families. So be sure to go to berea.edu backslash SST, that's Student Success and Transition, uh, SST. That's our office. Um, we post things for resources for students, a lot of that kind of stuff, but also information for parents and families. Um, if you ever have questions, we want to know those questions. If you have concerns, we want to know. I know that you have been working with admissions very closely um, up to this point. Uh, some of you were on the call that, that we had a few months ago with admissions to kind of do that handoff with our office. Uh, but at this point, we, are, we take very seriously the responsibility that we have for making sure that your student transitions into this environment uh, smoothly and easily uh, and has the resources they need. So, so all of that to say, we know they're coming. Uh, we know it's been a challenging year and we're ready for them, okay? We're excited. Uh, we're excited to get students back on campus. This has been a, it's been a long year for us. We know it's been a long year for you. We're excited to get them here on campus um, and take care of them and take care of their needs uh, and educate them and challenge them and, and grow them and things like that. So tonight, what we're going to do is Ellie is going to go over Saturday. Um, most of you guys are going to be arriving on Saturday, August 14th. That's going to be a big day. Um, we're going to be checking you guys in and doing all the stuff. So Ellie is going to go over what Saturday is going to look like. Rosanna, I think after that, is going to go over, just give you a, a kind of broad overview of what the next few days after that will look like for your students. Uh, and then we'll open up the floor for questions about anything that you guys have, um, you know, things that we haven't answered. We will probably reference um, student life or labor or other places that you might need to get some of the information, but we'll do our best to answer any questions that you have as we go throughout this. So I'm going to go and turn it over to Ellie and uh, Channing and I and Rosanna and Ellie are all going to be on here for the whole time and we'll be happy to answer questions that you've got at the end. So Ellie, take it away. Thank you, Chris. Good evening, everyone. It's so nice to see you all. Um, if you happen to think of questions while we're going over these materials, feel free to go ahead and drop them in the chat. We are currently recording this Zoom session. Only the audio will be recorded, though. So at the end, we will read through everyone's questions aloud so that any folks who are not here will be able to access it that way. And we'll also include a link um, to access that at the end. 
Um, so I am going to go through sort of the checklist of what move-in day is going to look like. So I'm going to share my screen. And Channing, can you give me a thumbs up if this looks good? Okay, excellent. Um, so the first thing that you will all do, um, this is for those of you who have a student moving in on August 14th, which is move-in day. If you have a student athlete who's moving in on the 11th, your coach will communicate with you about um, what that process looks like. But for the most part, you will first arrive at Seabury parking lot. Um, so there are, some there are some driving directions on the Berea College website. Um, Google Maps can be a little bit funny with Berea College buildings, but typically Seabury is pretty easy to locate. Um, and Channing, if you don't mind, can you drop the Seabury address in the chat as well, please? Thank you so much. So you will pull up to the Seabury parking lot where you'll be greeted by representatives from Student Life, um, from Public Safety, and from our office as well. We'll have some orientation leaders down there. Um, you will actually get this checklist. You'll get a physical hard copy in your student's welcome folder. Um, which you will be given in the Seabury parking lot, and then you will begin moving through move-in day. Um, so in Seabury parking lot, your student will collect their ID from public safety, and that'll give them access to a lot of things on campus, but first and foremost, it will give them access to their residence hall. Um, students should have already received notification from housing to sign up for a move-in time, um, if you are not sure about your move-in time, um, I would encourage you to reach out to housing at berea.edu. Um, and I'm going to have one of our orientation leaders who's on the call um, drop housing at berea.edu in the chat. So you'll have that 90-minute window to move in. And then we'll have some other tasks for your student to complete on campus. Um, so they will complete their form I-9. So most of them have already completed the first half of that um, through the online orientation portal. So the second half they have to do in person with labor program staff, and that's so they're able to get paid for their labor position. Um, a couple really important things to note about that step. Um, in order to complete the second half of the I-9, students have to bring acceptable identification documentation. So. Um, your student should have received an email from the labor program with examples of acceptable IDs. Um, so you can dig into that a little bit more, but basically the simple explanation is that if they have a passport, they can just bring the passport and that trumps all other forms of identification. If they do not have a passport, they need to bring a photo ID and their school ID actually will work for this in addition to either their birth certificate or a social security card. Um, so you don't need both, you just need one of those two in addition to the photo ID. Um, and again, this information should have been emailed to your student, but if you have any trouble finding it, feel free to reach out to our office and we can communicate that to you there as well. Um, and that's something that we really like to stress to the parents as well, because we know most of the time, um, y'all are the ones that have access to those documents um, and the students may not think of that as much. So from there, um, and these two are kind of interchangeable, we do request that students go ahead and pick up their laptop from ISNS, and that'll be the free laptop that all of our brave college students have. Um, their time to pick that up will be 90 minutes after they move in. 
if something happens on move-in day, if you're running late, if flights get canceled, we know that life happens. Um, the student will be able to pick up their laptop on Monday morning and that, that won't cause them to miss out on anything with orientation. Um, you will also have the opportunity to take care of any necessary payment or financial aid arrangements. Um, so you can stop by Lincoln Hall. There will be lots of signs directing you. Um, you can speak with a financial aid counselor and make any payments as needed. So if you know the EFC, you can go ahead and pay that that day if you would like to do so. Um, even if your EFC is zero, it can still be beneficial to stop and meet with a financial aid counselor just to continue those conversations and get to know those folks because they're excellent resources. Um, this is not something that you have to be present for, but students, we will ask them to go down and check their college post office box. Um, they can get their combination. They'll get any packages or textbooks that they've had sent in. Um, it's okay if they miss that 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. window. They can just pop by on Monday. That'll still be a couple days before classes get started. And then your portion of move-in day will end. We will bring um, all students to the quad and any of their family and guests who are still there. Um, and you will hear a welcome message. Um, and then you will have the opportunity to say your goodbyes. And we will take students into the ceremony of dedication at 5 p.m. Um, so that is sort of what move-in day will look like for you. Um, obviously, there will be other uh, things that come around. You'll have time to walk around campus with your student if you would like to do so. Um, you'll have the opportunity to eat lunch in dining if you would like. Um, and when the student gets to campus, they will receive an extremely detailed schedule of welcome week, including move-in day. Um, so they'll have an idea of what to look forward to. They'll have a hard copy of this checklist so they can just go through and take care of everything that they need to. Um, we'll also be posting the schedule online on our website um, as, soon as, we, as soon as printing gets it back to us. We've pretty much wrapped everything up, but we're just trying to get it uh, printed, they'll send us a PDF copy that we'll post on, on our website too. Yes, thank you, Chris. Um, so that takes us through move-in day. There will be lots of more fun activities for students after you all head on your way. Um, but at this point, I will turn it over to Rosanna to talk a little bit more about what Welcome Week will look like before classes get started. Hello, everyone. Very excited to um, see you all today. We're super excited to have um, your children on campus, your young adults. Um, Welcome Week is always high energy, lots of fun, and some nerves too as students make that transition to college. Um, I still remember it's been over 10 years or around 10 years, my Welcome Week very vividly in various elements. And we're doing some of the wonderful things that I enjoyed as a student. It's really neat to be a part of that now. Um, the first day, Saturday, um, the 14th, is mainly about welcoming all the students to campus as well as you as you drop off the students on campus. Welcome here to give them a brief introduction to Berea College as well as some resources that they'll be needing the first few weeks as well as their first semester. The second day on Sunday, it gives an introduction a bit more in depth to Berea historically as well as currently um, about their identity and diversity, where the institution has come from and where they're at now. Um, there'll be like God on the Quad as an event where local churches come by. Um, we have Peoples of the Earth, 
which gives a lot of information to students about the history of Berea College and a chance to kind of come together, the student body. Um, on Monday, the main focus is academics. So they'll get the chance to do a few academic activities, which of course, one of those is to meet their advisor. And then finally, Tuesday, which is our last day of welcome week, um, that weekend is they get to focus on labor. And so they'll get to know their labor position, meet their supervisor. Um, and of course, throughout all those days and all those events, there'll be some fun things sprinkled in here and there, as well as opportunity to get to know the residence hall staff better, their roommates better, and various other people that will become part of their lives for the next four years at Berea College, and perhaps even their, most likely the rest of their lives as well. Oh, and I'm gonna go ahead and go back to you, Ellie, or Chris. I think yeah. it goes back to all of us. Yes. Um, <laughs> so at this point, uh, that's, that's kind of a, an overview of that. I'm interested in what kind of questions you guys have. Um, again, you can put those in the chat. You can unmute yourself and ask that. We did get one, I, I typed an answer in the chat. Um, will masks be required? I was on vacation last week and I was, I won't say where I was, but I was at a place with lots of people and lots of, um, uh, it was kind of an amusement park place. And I was in line for a ride reading an article about how masks were going to be mandated in the county I was in by the end of the week. And sure enough, by the end of that week, everybody had to have masks. Uh, our president just sent out a, um, a mask mandate for all of us. I have mine right here um, that we'll be, we'll be wearing masks again. One of the nice things about everybody on campus, most people being on campus being vaccinated is that I don't think we're gonna be at risk of shutting down again this year. Um, if, if you know how things went last year, we had to send everybody off campus in March of 2020, as did everybody else in the country pretty much. Um, I don't personally, um, I'm, I'm close to a lot of those conversations. I don't think that that's on the table at all right now, but masks, I imagine we're probably going to need to live with masks for a little bit longer. So, um, other questions, Ellie or Channing or somebody, um, be watching the uh, be watching the questions and see if I miss any, or just jump in and answer them as we go. So, who wants to take um, uh, free time on Sunday? I can go ahead and take that one. Um, we try to plan um, the events after, not even after parents, but during Welcome Week, they're pretty packed events are. Part of this is because there's a lot of information we want to give to the students so that they're ready and prepared from academic start. And also, sometimes they are a little bit sad or a little homesick when parents leave and through the transition or various other things. Um, as far as free time, there might be a few things here and there with a little of time, but there really won't be much downtime on Sunday during the day. Um, and oh, and Channing said that there'll be the schedule released so you can check out that schedule. Thanks Channing, I see that you've done that. Yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know that they have anything before the all peoples of the earth. So breakfast will probably be open. Um, but then really we start with that um, 10.30, they've got a session, then they've got lunch. There's a, um, a performing arts session at one o'clock if they want to attend that. God on the quad, uh, Rosanna mentioned that as, as churches being on the quad. All of our, a lot of re religious organizations are on the quad. 
um, different faiths, um, non-faith groups, things like that are out there. There's dance play shops that day. There's math testing that day. That's super exciting. Everybody's really excited about that. That night, there's residence hall meetings or there's a big residence hall meeting. Again, we try and keep them going. Um, we, we push them pretty hard because, you know, idle hands, a lot of homesickness can, can creep in there. So we try and keep them, keep them pushed pretty hard that day. Uh, so um, let's see. Is there a way to talk to labor prior to moving day? Absolutely. Uh, Ellie, do you have the number for the labor program office handy? I, I do. I will put it in the chat. Um, and they keep pretty typical um, eight to five work hours. So it should be pretty easy to get a hold of them right now. But I will drop your number in the chat. Uh, Charles asked, are we welcome to stay for the dedication ceremony on Saturday? That's actually a question that makes me really sad. Um, I'm, I'm going to, the answer is no. Uh, that, that is something that every year we, we do with students down on the, the, well, not just down on the bottom part, but students, parents, and families, and everybody in that facility in Phelps Soaps for that. This year with COVID, the president of the college is uncomfortable letting everybody into that facility. We're worried about individuals who may be not vaccinated. Um, things like that. I actually hadn't thought about the fact that we could possibly record that um, and maybe send out a copy of that to people. Um, but no, that's that's why we're doing a kind of a brief welcome on the quad with parents and families to have a moment. I don't feel comfortable sending parents and families away without giving an opportunity for a formal hello. This is a time to say your goodbyes and things like that. It just felt loose to me. So we are doing a little thing on the quad, but no, parents and families not in Phelps Stokes for the ceremony of dedication. And I truly am sorry about that. I'm just happy we're letting them on campus this year. So I'm excited that they're coming. So that's the that's the the thing I'm I'm happy about. So um the gym, does somebody want to answer that one? The gym is open. Um, students, I'm not sure if they'll adhere to sign up times again, um, but Seabury will be open. It's been open the whole time, actually. Um, with certain things like the weight room, um, students are asked to sign up for a specific time to go just so it doesn't get overcrowded because it is a tighter space. Um, but yes, the gym is still open. A question about uh, the 90, two questions about the 90 minute move-in window. Um, I would say it this way. I would say a couple of things. One, I would work really hard to stick to that 90 minute, 90 minute window of getting everything in because we don't want to put anybody in a situation where our, our, our buildings are overfilled um, with people moving in and out. I would say second, you're sending your student to an institution that is extremely sympathetic, um, understanding, and reasonable, and a place that will probably not start a stopwatch the second you pull up and start yelling at you the second that it gets to 89 minutes. Um, it's an understanding place, um, so you will probably feel pressure that day to, to get everything in and, and moved in in that 90-minute window, and I would encourage you to try but I also don't think it's going to be you know, like that. The last thing I would say is we have an orientation team and volunteers and people that help move in. 
Um, so you will have people that will help most likely move a lot of your stuff from your vehicle into, you know, the front of the residence hall or into your room, things like that. Um, we try and make it a, a smooth a process. I'm not sure how COVID is going to impact that exactly with our residence, residence life staff. We're going to have to let them provide some guidance to us on that. But, uh, but that's, that's, that. that's my best answer to that question. Um, I see a question from the parent of, I'm assuming a student athlete. Um, they were wondering if their student will do those activities on the 14th. Um, so yes, the students who, even if you move in early, they will still take care of the I-9 and do laptop pickup on that Saturday. Um, and that will be, we'll encourage them to go earlier in the day, just because we know that the traffic will be a little bit heavier as the day goes on. Um, so we'll communicate with those students who move in early and ask them to get that taken care of earlier on. Um, in response to the question about the additional restrictions related to COVID, I, I at this point think masks are going to be the primary one. I do not see us moving classrooms around. Um, I don't see us going back to the dining hall being takeout only. We had a situation last year or all last year where students had to take their meals out in either to their residence halls or out onto the campus. The director of dining emailed just before the mask mandate came out and said dining is going to maintain, going to remain in dining services for the year. There's a chance that something like that could come back in place. I certainly, with the way COVID is, I think everything is somewhat unpredictable. But again, if your student is coming, um, the likelihood is that they're vaccinated. And if they're unvaccinated, that's because they got one of the exceptions or exemptions and they'll be they'll have extra requirements like masks and things like that. So I think it's likely, I think it's likely that a student might have to wear a mask into the dining hall, but then they would be able to take it off and eat in the dining hall. I don't see there coming a lot of other restrictions, but in times of COVID, all things are somewhat uncertain. So who wants to take the Chick-fil-A question? I think everybody, because multiple people have answered it in the chat. Oh, have they? I haven't seen that. <laughs> the I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. I'm going to go up after this meeting since somebody said it in here and put it in my brain. So uh, the closest Chick-fil-A is just up the interstate. It's about 15 minutes. Um, that is one good thing about Berea. It's definitely a small town, but because we're on I-75, it's pretty easy to get to um, more common chains and restaurants. But we have a lot of good local options in Berea as well. Um, I Channing. see a question. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Elle. <laughs> Um, I see a question from a parent who was asking about where to park while the student goes to Seabury. So um, the Seabury parking lot is actually quite large. So you'll actually pull up in your car. Um, and I did see a student, someone ask about the health screening. That's where the health screening will take place as well. Um, so you'll just drive into the parking lot. You'll go there first before you do anything else. Um, and we'll also provide some driving instructions for you to get from Seabury to the residence hall. Just because, again, Google Maps on Brea College's campus can be a little bit challenging at times. Um, so I just wanted to make sure and address that one. Is, is Julia on here? Julia, I don't even see you on here, but I see that you answered the question about the room. 
Julie, where are you at? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, there she is. Hey, why don't you talk a little bit about the uh, about the dorm rooms? Yeah. So, um, does that what's in it? Yeah, what's in it? How um how the floors laid out? Um, bathroom situation? I'll just talk a little bit about like life in that residence hall thing. What's in there and all that. Awesome. Yeah. So in the dorm room, like I said in the chat, um, um, each student gets a twin XL bed. So that's the type of size sheet you need, twin XL. Um, you have a desk and a chair. You get a closet, um, uh, some drawers, either two or three drawers, um, and that type of stuff. Uh, and then all the freshman dorms have mini fridges. Once you get to be an upperclassman, you no longer get a mini fridge. But as a freshman, the school provides you with a mini fridge, which is awesome. So you don't have to provide that. Um, and you share your room with your roommate. So each roommate has their own of everything except for the mini fridge is shared. Um, yeah, and then the bathroom situation. So they are communal bathrooms. Uh, you don't have your own bathroom connected to your dorm room. So uh, you close to your room, there'll be a bathroom. I lived in the Talcott residence hall and I had one bathroom down on my end of the hall. There was another one on the other end. And whenever you're preparing for that, you want to make sure you have something to keep your toiletries in. So you're not just carrying a bunch of bottles with you um, and shower shoes are a big one for that. Uh, yeah, twin XL beds for all the residence halls, guys and girls. Um, there are desk lamps in some of the residence halls. Some of them don't. So I would say when you get here, figure that out if your room has one or not. Uh, Ellie, I'm sorry, Julia. Hang on just one second. Ellie, can you tell them where to find the list of suggested things to bring? Yeah, I'm going to look it up right now and I'll drop it in the chat. Okay. Ellie will pop that in the chat. Sorry, Julia. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and then in each residence hall, uh, you'll have access to a kitchen space. So that has um, a stove, an oven, a microwave. Each floor has their own microwave. Um, and then as well, each residence hall has a kitchen. So some of them have it on each floor. Some of them only have one in the basement. Depends on what residence hall you're in. Um, yeah, those are communal, so you have to share them. But it's there for you to use. In your rooms, students cannot have anything that has heating elements. So no microwaves, no toasters, no uh, kettles, nothing like that. No hair straighteners. That has to be done either in the kitchen space or in the bathroom. Uh, so keep that in mind when preparing. You can have nothing with a heating element in your dorm room. Super important. That includes, I believe, the Keurig, right, Julia? Yeah, no Keurigs in your room. Those can be in the kitchen, but they cannot be in your dorm room. Um, I know people brought them, but they were in the communal kitchen space. Um, so some people would carry them back and forth to their room because they didn't want to leave them out, but you cannot use them in your room. Uh, yeah, that's some important stuff to know. Cool. Thanks, Julia. Um, Let's see. Channing, we'll have dollies and carts and all that kind of stuff. Is that correct? We will. The residence hall staff will have some of those. If you have a small dolly that you want to bring with you, I know that was really helpful when I moved in. We just had a, um, a dolly that we used in our garage, and so we brought that with us, and it helped move. 
Um, at the time, uh, back in the olden days, you brought your own fridge. And so uh, it was really helpful um, if you have one to, to bring your own. Um, but there will be some, uh, we have uh, large mail carts and some hand dollies um, that we will have that day that the OL um, will use, the organizational leaders and the residence hall staff will, will check out um, as you're checking in. Um, Ellie, do you know anything about the question, and maybe this has been answered in the chat, about masks, if there's a required kind of mask? I don't believe there is. Um, I know, I remember back in the original mask mandate, they, I believe they just encouraged like the cotton or the, the ones that loop around your ears and not the gaiters. I don't think it would be a huge deal on move-in day if someone were wearing a gaiter. And there will also be, we'll have disposable masks on site too for anyone who forgets to bring one. Um, and I think you may have already mentioned this, Chris, but outside you don't need to wear a mask. It's just indoors. I did not mention that. And the, to the question, Carla, about if your son's roommate is not vaccinated, we'll be able to request a new roommate. I, I personally think that it's unlikely. I think that the number of unvaccinated students is going to be um, extremely small. But if they were unvaccinated, um, I, I, would, I would just have a conversation with the housing office about that. Um, you might ask that question to housing just email housing at berea.edu. Um, I'll type that in there. You might ask that question of them. We don't have any housing people on, on this call right now, but they would be the ones to answer that. Ellie, what am I missing? Uh, I just wanna... Go ahead, Shannon. I just wanna go ahead and reiterate. Um, I spoke with uh, our athletic director, Ryan Hess this week. Um, and we will, when we publish the full schedule, we will also publish contact information for all of the, the contacts for um, all of our team sports. Um, we are still making some head coaching uh, hires uh, for the next year. So uh, uh, Coach Hess, um, as I know him, will definitely um, uh, have a contact information for each, each sport and that will be released with the full schedule. Who wants to talk about the bicycle program? Julia. Julia, do you know it? Go for it. Yeah. Um, so yes, Berea does have a bicycle rental program. So um, when you arrive on campus, you can apply to get a bike and there are these lovely blue bikes. Uh, and I believe they also provide you with a lock for the bike and the program will help you with any maintenance for the bike as long as it's accidental. I mean, if you purposely slash the tires, then that's on you. But if your tire pops because you accidentally ran over um, a rock or something, then they'll help you to patch that. And there's also bicycle repair stations um, that are in a couple places on campus. I know there's one right by dining. Um, yeah, and it's, I believe it's free. I don't think you have to pay anything for it. If it is, it's minimal. Right? Yeah, if it is, it's just maybe 10 bucks. Yeah, for like a term. I, I, I've i not heard of there being a charge, but. $10 per semester. How much? Either $10 a semester or $10 year round. Okay, thanks, Jeb. So maybe $10 for the year or for the term, something like that. Yes, but a super great program. And also you don't have to bring your bike if you're from far away. Um, well, give me one second. 
do there's the link right in the chat so yeah. thanks jan jan beach too how safe is it walking from the evening to the dorm okay so i'm going to take that one Here's what I'll say to David. The question is, how safe is it walking in the evening to their dorms if they're in, in the Blue Ridge dorm? So Berea College is what I would consider a really safe community, all right? It's, it's, a, it's a nice place. It's a good, safe community. It is still a, a town, right? It is still a college campus. And so I would never say ever, well, your student's going to be perfectly safe here, nothing would ever happen, you know, something like that. I just, I wouldn't want to, to mislead you in that way. I do think Berea is, is a safe place. I've lived here for 20 years since coming back and, and since coming back from being a student here. And I, I know of, because I'm on the committees, I know of the incidents that happen and things like that. And it's not, it's not a, a common occurrence. I let my kids walk on campus daily and safely and, 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 and it, it's, I feel safe about that. But it's a college town. There are people that drive through campus that are not part of the college. People are aware of the college that don't attend the college. And so it's the kind of thing where I would always encourage your student to stay um, alert, to walk in pairs of people or to walk with people. Um, if they ever felt uncomfortable going from place to place, I would have them contact public safety, which is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They drive these really fancy golf carts around campus with these big four-wheel drive tires, and they will come to the building that your student is at and take them back. That can't be the kind of thing where it happens every single day, or you know, they're not going to take them from the dining hall to their two o'clock class, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, unless they're injured or something like that. But if your student feels safe or feels unsafe, they should contact public safety and get a ride. I personally was the, um, used to be called Collegium, now it's area coordinator. I lived at Blue Ridge for five years as the professional staff person there. Um, so I had five years worth of, six years, six years worth of men going back and forth to Blue Ridge. It, it feels like a long way at first, but it's really very much a part of campus. I always felt safe. My guys always felt pretty safe going out there. Um, so it's, I want you to, to rest easy that this is a, a place that is safe and will take care of your students. I also want your students to be very vigilant, and very aware and take every measure that they can to be um, cautious and safe. I always just think that's a tough one to work, so. Will there be intramural volleyball? How could a volleyball find some recreational games on campus? Uh, Blue Ridge actually is like the hotspot for beach volleyball. They have a sand volleyball court um, out on the Blue Ridge coast. Uh, so they, they could, you know, go out there and play. I think, I think there's, um, there's volleyball, rec volleyball, right? Julia Jeb? Yeah. Ryan Jordan just joined uh, the oh, school. He will know. Ryan, is there intramural volleyball? Yes, sir, it is. All right. I like you calling me. It's, uh, we're going to be doing. Um, huh? 
I said, I like you calling me sir, man. That's nice. I like I like that. Yeah, no problem. You know, got to show the respect what it's due. But, I appreciate it, Ryan. Uh, so anyway, continue. Uh, with for one cool week, we're going to be For like welcome um for Tim Rose and then um during the season or during the years we're gonna be doing um season six and volleyball and then we're gonna do six on six indoor volleyball so sports throughout the year. Ryan broke up a little bit, but what I heard was six on six and volleyball and Seabury. So I think we're going to get a lot of volleyball this year. Um, so yes, volleyball, flag football is a big thing. Um, soccer, um, a number of intramural activities for students. It's a lot of fun. So, And you're going to hear a lot about that um, on Sunday night of, of Welcome Week uh, in Student Life 101. You will hear a lot about student life programming, um, particularly intramurals um, from our student life team. Yep. Ultimate Frisbee, but someone outside of the college said, no, they do not have it anymore. I don't know. I actually, um, I, with the, um, with a guy named Tommy Clapp, he and I wrote the very first constitution for the Ultimate Frisbee team back in, I don't know when it was, I was, I was younger then. Um, I would be really disappointed if they had gotten rid of the Ultimate Frisbee team. I've heard that they still have it. Anybody know? Jeb, you look like an ultimate Frisbee guy. Um, we don't have a NCAA collegiate uh, ultimate Frisbee team, but we do have um, opportunities in intramurals. Okay. And, of course, Blue Ridge play every weekend. It used to be a club team, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think they probably still might play some tournaments or things like that, so – What else? Is there a campus doctor or we need to find one down there? Um, Ellie Channing, Rosanna, who wants to tackle White House Clinic? Ellie, you got that one? I got it. Um, so um, White House Clinics. I'm muted. I'm muted. No, you're not, Jeb. Jeb, Jeb you're not muted. Jeb, you're not muted. <laughs> Whatever you're going to say. <laughs> I'm so glad we got that. <laughs> so the on-campus health service provider is White House Clinics. Um, and they are a network of clinics throughout um, East, throughout Central and Eastern Kentucky. Um, so they handle all basic healthcare. If your student wakes up with a sore throat, they can go to White House clinics and they'll be able to take care of them. Um, while we're on the topic of White House clinics, though, this is something I was going to touch on at the very end. Um, but please make sure your student has submitted the required health forms to White House clinics. Um, we'll be sending out a reminder email probably on Friday to anyone who is missing something. Um, so that's just the medical history form, the TB risk assessment, and then the required documentation of immunizations. And they do also want proof of the COVID vaccination as well, but the required immunizations are just the same ones required for most um, middle and high schools. So they're likely up to date on that. And if there's anything they're not up to date on, they can also get that taken care of at White House clinics once they get here. We just need to have all of that information on file for them. Um, it's a requirement of the college. Um, I did see another question that I wanted to go ahead and address because this is something that we're taking care of. 
Um, airport transportation for those who are flying in. Um, so we will be offering airport shuttles on move-in day. We'll send an email out probably early next week or at the end of this week asking folks to let us know if they need to utilize the shuttle service and also their flight information so that we're able to take care of that. Um, we're planning to have probably two times on Saturday when we can pick folks up from the airport. Um, so please keep an eye out for that email in your student's inbox and make sure that we have that information so that we can plan accordingly for your arrival and we don't accidentally leave you at the airport. Um, and then we're also planning to do that at the end of the semester as well. Okay, I think we're all caught up on questions, maybe. Channing, Rosanna, Chris, are you seeing any that we've missed? I'm not seeing any, but if we missed one, please unmute yourself and... Um... Yeah, my hope, there's a question about running shuttles during the holidays. Um, my hope is that we can, that our office will take that on a little bit. It's, it's one of those things where, it, just speaking candidly, that's one of those areas where I think the college hasn't, we haven't fully answered that yet. We haven't gotten to a place where we know who does that or who operates that. So I think our office is going gonna, is gonna to take that on. So we're going to try and get shuttles to get students to and from airports for beginning of the year, or the beginning of term, end of term, beginning of spring, end of spring, that kind of thing. So that's really, on, our, on our agenda. Yeah, we're gonna put the transition and student success and transition really literally. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna take that up as our as our work. We can call it SSTT, Ellie, student success, transition, and transportation. We can buy all the old motor pool vehicles. <laughs> rolls, rolls off the tongue. Um, There's one more question. How often we get new classes? I'm guessing that's how often students will start new classes. And so for the most part, on a normal schedule, students will start new class beginning of a term. So beginning of the spring term and beginning of the fall term. And they'll keep that same class throughout the whole term. Um, during COVID, um, we did do an alternate schedule of within 14 weeks, two um, kind of like sessions of session A and B, and we should two intensives um, during those times, but we hope to be and remain in the normal schedule of you'd start your classes in the fall term, end them, go home for Christmas, come back spring term, end them for summer, then you can take summer um, classes as well. Not hope to, it's not happening. We're not going back to that. I'm mad at Rosanna for even bringing it up. It's, you take um, classes in the fall, classes in the spring, classes in the summer. Prag pragmatic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there are shuttles to take students. Um, there are not only shuttles to take students to restaurants. There is a shuttle to take students to and from Walmart if you need to pick things up. One thing about Berea that's absolutely wonderful is that you can walk almost anywhere. So being a student at Berea College years ago, if we wanted to go use your restaurant, we would walk there. Um, you usually also have at least one friend in your friend group who does have a vehicle. And so if you need to go ride, you can do that as well. Yeah, right up on campus. I mean, besides the dining hall and um, the cafe, there are um, 
you've got the farm store that's right on the side of campus, which is operated by the college, Papalinos, Happy Jacks. Nobody's going to go to Moon Tavern to eat there. I can't afford to go to Moon Tavern. Uh, but you've got Noodle Nirvana right off campus. Um, there's a, a uh, what's the name of the, the Mexican restaurant right at the top of the hill? It's right past admissions. El Rio. El Rio. El Rio. Yeah. Um, and then there's um, natal, Native Bagel, Noodle Nirvana. Like all of those, you could throw a baseball from the corner of campus at any of those and, and hit any of those. And then you've got, you know, just a little bit further. If you went down past Blue Ridge, you could get to, they just built a nice sidewalk going down that way. Um, uh, there's McDonald's, Sonic, um, Dairy Queen, some of those down that way. So pretty, pretty walkable. I don't see any more questions. If we missed your question, unmute and uh, say it now. If not. I, I did forget to type in a question I had real quick. Um, so my daughter's gone vegetarian. Just confirm to me that there are vegetarian options, right? There are vegetarian options, yes. Okay, awesome. We have, we in fact have a dietitian on, on campus that will is happy mm -hmm. to meet with students and talk to them about what they're offering in a vegetarian, um, in the vegetarian lines. There are vegan options available. I, I'm not gonna say this happens a lot. I'm not a vegetarian uh, at all. So I'm not going to say this happens a ton, but there are times when I go down to the dining hall and the vegetarian or vegan options look so good that that's what I, that's what I go get. Um, so it's, it's pretty good stuff. Um, it, it's, you know, students are going to complain about the dining hall. Sometimes um, we ran the summer bridge program and Sarah Adams, the director of that program, and I would go down and, and eat down there every day. And we were loving it. We thought it was phenomenal. And students were complaining about it. And I, I guess if you, like, if you told me I had to eat a Cracker Barrel every day, I would end up like getting tired of it eventually. But it's, it's kind of like that. I mean, they're, they're going to serve similar things. They're going to, going to rotate foods and all that kind of stuff, but they're going to change it up. And it's good. I think it's really good food. And, you know, the students that were complaining about it, I'm not sure what they saw as what real life was going to look like for their lunches, but a lot of great lunch options, a lot of good dinner options. I hope Julia and Jeb and Ryan aren't, you know, telling me I'm stupid for, for liking dining services, but uh, no, it's pretty good. There's also, wanna... Channing, you go. <laughs> right. I was going to say, there are also some other options on campus. There's um, a coffee shop, and then there's also a new flatbread, like quick bites place that just open, is opening in the fall. Channing, go ahead. I apologize. <laughs> No, that's great. I want to uh, answer the next question about counseling services. Um, someone asked if there was counseling services available to students and counseling uh, for students happens in two primary areas. Um, we have a really great um, counseling services staff and Ellie has copied uh, their website link into the, um, to the chat. And so uh, there's a full range of, of mental health uh, therapists there that practice uh, a variety of modalities. So when I always talk to students, I tell them, like, you will find a counselor in counseling services that you like. So um, if you don't like Sue, you might like Josh. And if you don't uh, like working with Josh, you'll like working with Trisha. And if you don't like working with Trisha, there's still 
other staff members uh, that, that can support you in a variety of ways. So there's individual counseling, uh, there's group counseling provided by counseling services. Uh, Berea College is also really fortunate to have three um, chaplains um, in our campus Christian Center that provide uh, students um, confidential um, short-term and long-term uh, counseling and support. Um, and that is students who are Christian, but really students who have um, other faith traditions or no faith traditions are also known uh, to seek um, the support and counsel and care of our chaplains. And so we'll copy uh, their information there too. Uh, Berea is really fortunate uh, to be a school our size and have so many um, confidential um, counseling and support services. I agree with that. Okay, so seeing no other questions, and as soon as I say that, we might have other questions. There's one right there. Um, College-age siblings visiting Berea. Um, we have two in college in Virginia who are excited, little sisters at Berea. Yeah, so um, uh, I would say no to the air fryer in the residence, in the, in the room for sure. Uh, could be out in the lobby though. Uh, in terms of policies regarding college-age siblings visiting, any, any kind of sibling visit just needs to be run by the area coordinator, um, the, the area coordinator of the residence hall or the, the multi, multiple halls. But each of the first-year residence halls should have an area coordinator living in it. Um, and so it would just need to be cleared with them. I think there might be some charge or something with it, like five bucks a night or something like that. I don't know how seriously that's that's implemented or or whatever, but I would just ask ask the area coordinator. Uh, but no, college siblings I think are um, welcome to visit. I'm again going to say COVID might make it to where they need to get a check, and maybe they're told no in the spring, in the fall, until the spring, something like that. You know, COVID COVID makes everything uncertain, so uh, I would definitely just check with those area coordinators. Julia. Um, I do want to say one thing about that. Freshmen do not have visitation of the opposite sex for their first semester. So if um, like in a female residence hall, they can't have uh, males over in a male residence hall, they can't have females over for their first whole semester. So that's until after winter break, they can't have that visitation. So um, keep that in mind. <laughs> we think they've got enough going on that, you know, they should learn classes and a new job and new friends that will introduce the um, the uh, visitation stuff a little bit later. So somebody want to take dental services? Yeah, I can do that. So there are dental services available through White House um, clinics. Um, there is a White House clinic that's dedicated dental um, dentistry in actually Berea, as well as one in Richmond and other Mount Sterling, I think as well. So they are able to um, go there for dental services. Um, and they're, yeah, I'll just leave it there actually. Yeah, we actually just, so we have a, we have a, um, uh, the White House Clinic operates a lot of, um, a lot of offices in central Kentucky. We have one right at the at the St. Joseph's Berea Hospital, which is right on the edge of campus. They actually just built in there a dental facility for White House clinics for you know that 
operates and helps serve students uh, for that. So yes, um, and no, no charges on the dental medical services, um, no, co no um, copay for visits and things like that. Now, if they have to have specialist kinds of things done, or if they have to have additional tests run or things like that, there's a chance that there could be um, there could be charges for that, just like with anybody else's insurance or whatnot. But but no, students can go to White House Clinic for a diagnosis and and getting you know uh, assistance and all that kind of stuff uh, free of charge. They don't have to pay a copay to go. And for procedures and things like that, they do have a sliding scale. Um, if you do have insurance, then you can run it through your insurance. If you do not have insurance, then they have a sliding scale based upon income. And it's actually rather affordable um, for a Berea College student. Yeah. Somebody, somebody asked a question about books. So let me just say, say something about books real quick that we try and communicate it in the email and it's hard to say an email and it may be hard for me to say it in, in the right way uh, in person, but you can, you can use things that Jeb just uh, threw out there like Amazon. Thank you, Jeb. Um, I would encourage you to use um, the college's bookstore that we sent you the electronic link for. And with Jeb saying Amazon and me saying use the college bookstore, it makes me sound like I'm uh, trying to like swindle you into using our college bookstore, or whatever. We don't get any kickbacks for that. We don't get anything from that. We don't, um, you know, there's no, um, uh, the college gets no benefit from that. But we can track uh, that your student books are, your students' books are getting there. If there are problems, we can't really help you with Amazon getting your books late or Amazon shipping kinds of things. If it's through our system, we can, we can negotiate that better and we can track that and we can pull those books quicker. Plus for your first year, you get, um, what's the book stipend? Is it $200 for the first term or it's $100 each of your first two terms, you get a book stipend. So you automatically get $500 of, um, of a credit line that you can, um, that you can go, that you can charge to your student's student account. And then we'll apply $100 of credit your first term and your second term to that um, free free money. It's free, you know, it's it's through a grant that we wrote to help with textbook costs and things like that. So, and if your books are more than a certain amount, I don't know where I've talked about what that threshold is, then you'll get an extra $100 for that. So at least for your first year, I think it's it's a value you're going to get. They use a marketplace that, tries to draw as many free books as they can. And if you have to pay a little bit more, I think it's better to use the Berea College Bookstore and get $100. You know, if you have to pay $30 more at the Berea store, but you get $100 back on that, that's better than saving $30 and ordering them from, some, from a third party place. I promise you, we try our best to make it appealing and easy for you guys to get your books. Um, but that's... Oh, and do you know anything about the keys money and how to use to access that? I would contact financial. Um, I don't, I try not to mess with people's money too much. Channing, you have an answer to that one about keys money? Yeah, keys money is packaged as part of your financial aid letter. So if you have questions about 
um, financial aid, um, your financial aid letter, um, you can email fineaid at berea.edu um, or um, definitely speak with them during administrative business on move-in day. On Saturday, August 14th, they will be there. Um, Keys Money at Berea um, is packaged um, as part of the expected family contribution. So um, sometimes it will contribute to, um, to helping offset some of the, the housing costs. Um, for me, as, a, as an in-state um, student, um, I was also able to use some of my Keys money uh, when I studied abroad. And so um, went on a 22-day trip uh, to Paris for $200 um, because of, of Berea's generous um, financial aid um, and my Keys money when it came to studying abroad. Um, real quick, uh, Dave, laundry soap is not provided. And having lived in the residence hall for five years, six years with 80 young men, let me implore all of you as parents and, and family members, teacher, teacher, son, daughter, niece, nephew, guardian, um, grandson, granddaughter, teach them the ins and outs of how to use a washing machine. Um, I, I walked into Blue Ridge, um, the Blue Ridge laundry room one evening to find a young man sitting on the washing machine. And I said, I don't know what his name was, Tom, why are you sitting on the washing machine? And he said, well, I, the clothes, the lid wouldn't close when I was putting the clothes in. So I sat on it to, to get it to close so it would start. Well, we opened up the lid and the clothes had been, had, were packed in this washing machine. And so I had to explain to young Tom, that the clothes you've put in here are not getting clean, right? It's just, it's kind of filling up with water. And that agitator that the college paid for is currently breaking, right? Things are squawking in there and it's, this whole thing's gonna explode momentarily. So if you, if you get a minute, talk to, your, talk to the student that you're sending about how to, how to do that load of laundry. And as uh, Jeb put in there, laundry is free. Now, when I went to grad school, that was not the case um, at the university that I went to. You had to put in money and let a lot of colleges, they still make money on, on you know, you got to swipe a card, you got to do something. Laundry's free at Berea, okay? But got to provide your own laundry detergent and you've got to provide some training on how to use the, the laundry machines, okay? Okay, we have reached 703. So while people are, are finishing up typing in any questions in the chat that they've got that we'll answer, let me go ahead and wrap up by saying, if you have additional questions as you move forward, you can always email those to sst.berea.edu. We have um, two students, um, uh, Veronica and Getty, that get those questions. They love to just sit and answer email questions from students and parents and families. If they get a question that they can't answer, they go to Ellie. If it's a question Ellie can't answer, Ellie goes to Channing and Rosanna. And if none of them can answer it, they come ask me. And I'm super old, so I can answer all those questions because I've been here a long time. So we, we can get the answers to the questions. And if you don't want to email, call 859-985-3376. It's right there in the chat. Um, and, and let us know, okay? This... This is what we do, okay? We are 100% right now focused on helping you and your student answer the questions that you've got. 
If you think it's a stupid question, it's not, I promise, okay? If you're embarrassed to ask it, don't. Just ask us, big, small, whatever. This is our job. This is what we do. Um, once the school year starts, we have tons of other jobs and we do tons of other things that have to be done. Right now, we are focused on this and you and helping you out. So let us know what you need. Um, there was a person who early on had direct messaged me and said that they had a question specific to their student. So I'm gonna hang out for just a minute and um, we can do a, a, a pop off into a different room or something like that. But everybody else, thank you so much for joining us. If you have questions, let us know. Have a great evening. And thank you to Jeb and Julia and Ryan and anybody else I missed.